people what they want, A-Rod. Give them what they want. What do they want? They want Mass Podcast, the Mike and A-Rod Sports Show. It is July 10th, 2019. Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Nothing. Enjoying this fucking heat, humidity, dying every day in my truck. Oh, God, it's fucking gross out, man. It's like a sauna inside my work truck. This is the worst time to be on this coast... It's just the worst, cause, cause you know what? It's not like it's not like the West Coast where it's dry. Yeah, you know it's it's muggy. It's disgusting. <laughs> like bugs everywhere, bro, uh, bro, bro. I have the m- amount of sweat. Like I when I walk outside, it's disgusting. Like I don't sweat that much. I'm sweating. It's awful. Well, you went to the beach this I'm, past weekend. I'm dark. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning into my my color. It's gonna it's gonna look good. It's gonna look good having having the dark having the dark skin with the with blonde, the blonde hair? hair. Yeah, or it's, the white skin with the blonde hair. Easy know. now, easy now. You never know. You see how nice this beard's coming in though. It's nice. I can't do that strictly for the bet that you're gonna lose. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna happen. So, hmm. uh, by the way, I mean since we're on the subject, Machado is going down. He is. I said it ever since I came back that he's been declining. Um, this is a very special. This is a very special day for us because last night it is it, today is Wednesday, July Wednesday, July tenth. So Monday was the home run derby. Last night was the All Star game, which means All Star weekend is officially over. Which means our bet has officially reached its its yeah. at least limit. Yeah, great. So this is a big mass day. I'm hoping Larry just starts declining, and then oh man, we're out of the race. I'm going to sit out for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> like he starts declining and then just like fuck it. Yeah. I give up. Trade me. I don't know, man. Trade me. He just signed that massive deal. <laughs> I know. I'm not going kidding. nowhere. It's not it's not the NBA. <laughs> you know, I read I read somewhere speaking of the NBA that they said that money and championships don't matter nope. during the off season. It doesn't matter. I, what what do you mean? Nothing matters. It's I, like that one argument we had does Championships matter over something. I forgot what, what that big argument we had in the studio. Oh, do, do championships measure greatness? Yes. Yeah. 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 Classic. That was a great one. Yeah. Well, I mean, money does. Money matters, though. Yeah, money always matters. Well, anyway. But, I mean, I, I can think of a couple of people now that going to that topic that would be perfect defending my side of that. I don't think we have. The, I don't think we have the energy to. Get I'm just throw it out right there, now. though. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Griffey was great. How many championships? Goose egg. Goose egg. I'm not getting on this with you again. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there because I thought about it like after I left. I was like, "Fuck, I should have mentioned him." But well, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Not. Greatness is not measured. Greatness is measured by uh, just being overall great. Well, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that championships is just a sole purpose, but I mean it makes it a difference. Its, yeah, it has. You know, its it's moments. a huge impact. It's not like something to shy away from in that in that in that discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, I don't think either of us are wrong here. No, no, I don't, no. You know, so it's <laughs> it can go either way. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Would LeBron James be as good as he is if he didn't win those championships? I mean, he'd still be good. What about Jordan? Yeah. 
But I saw something. LeBron's the only player in the NBA ever to have 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists. Okay. Only player ever. Well, that makes him great. Absolutely. But doesn't doesn't the fact that he has championships, doesn't that like heighten his greatness? Yes. It pads but, the resume to an enormous extent. But he still, still doesn't make the greatest of all time. So I could care less. I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time no, at all. Right. To not not in any, I mean, there's. I take Kobe over LeBron. I'm sorry. I don't know about that, but there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who are saying that he's the greatest of all time. Because you think about it, Kobe did not have to build his own team. He didn't recruit players to come play with him. Right. Kobe didn't have to, but I mean, he could have. Absolutely, could have, but he didn't. But at that time, it wasn't it wasn't the super team era. Usually, you know, around around that time where he was great when he was the man. Game team, right? No super team team. Although effort. I will I will say this, I'm very happy with, with Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers. The Battle of L.A. Yeah, and you, you know what? I think I think this this NBA is different because it's not just three teams. You know, like, or it's not just like two super teams and every everyone team, else. It, it's, there's a, there's a good every team of teams. has aspects now. So you have you still have the Bucks. You still have Nala under the table shaking yeah, her head. No, she's shaking at me. She's itchy. She's a good girl. You have obviously. You still have the Warriors in there quietly. Nala, go, go on, come here, girl. Go, baby girl. Go ahead. You still have yeah. You still have the Warriors. You still have obviously the Lakers, the Clippers. You still got the Spurs are there quietly. Always, they're always there. Who else you got? The now Jazz. You got, now, you, now you got. Now you got the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets, but not not right now. The cause, Heat, because Katie's get, still injured. The but. Heat, if they get Russell Westbrook, which is what they're pointing at right now, they're hinting at um, at him going to Miami. You still got Boston. Yeah, Boston's Boston's still good even without Horford, and, and you still got obviously the Bucks. Like I said, not that long ago, it's still, it's still there's a bunch of different there's a teams. lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's it's a lot of good more teams exciting, now. which I like, but it's yeah, it's it's spreading it's spreading the ball around a little more, which is what I think. Like I said, give the people what they want, and I think that's what that's what's happening with the NBA. A lot of the past couple of years has been so crazy with the the whole um, LeBron versus the Warriors fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it was like it was LeBron versus the entire West Coast because the only good team in the East was all with LeBron James at the time. Yeah. I mean, this super team thing is kind of going out the window now. It's not really about that anymore. Which I think, which is what I think the people wanted. That's just what I think they needed. I think if Kawhi went to the Lakers, I was not watching basketball. Yeah, you know, if he went, if he went to the Lakers, dude, that'd be that'd be complete overkill. But he doesn't. I don't think he wants to ever play with LeBron. Yeah, but I think he would have wanted to play with AD. Well, techni- Kawhi and Anthony techni- Davis would have been great. Great. Uh, the Lakers are AD, Anthony Davis's team, not LeBron's team. Right. And it's it's evident in the fact that a couple days ago they announced that LeBron is moving to, to a different guard. to point guard. That's stupid. It's silly, but it's because of AD. It's AD's team. They don't realize that they still have one of the best point guards. Assists, literally, point guards give assists, and they have one of the probably the best assist giver there is in Rajon Rondo. Right. Yeah, I know. And why, now that was why, all. Why that take was the ball out of his hands? It was a he. I think the Rondo thing. I think it, it's it's um, it's underplayed. I think it's it's under. Uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 not um it's not as praised as it should be. That's a huge signing. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, also, he's a great they compliment. Javale McGee. They got Demarcus Cousins went from the Warriors to the Lakers. Right. Yeah. So they also still got Kuzma. But now I think that since they got to get obviously Kawhi now Kuzma's actually got to play. So all eyes are going to be on him now. And I, I like Kuzma because he's he's super young. and he's, he's a giant. He's huge. Yeah, I know. And he's what? He's 24. How old is he? 23? So, 24? Like something like that? I don't even know. But he's super young, and he's got a bright future ahead of him. If he stays on, on, on point, especially with the team he has now, yeah. he's got so much to learn for now. He's got so much to learn from on but this team. The thing LeBron does now is that he likes to... Ship players away. Like, he acts like the coach or the GM. If you don't play well with him, you're gone. Oh, no. He's definitely a player coach. Oh, absolutely. Coach player. Player coach? Player I don't coach. Even player coach. He's definitely a player coach. There's no doubt about it. But it, this is, I think what I think the what the Lakers are going to measure their success by this year is not that LeBron does well. It's that AD does well. And I think LeBron knows that. So I think hey, he'll be the player coach. But I think he won't be the focal point of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he'll be, he'll be there. He'll be a presence, but he won't be like the the guy. Do you see now how they're in? Uh, they're adding instant replay. Yeah, I mean, stupid. That's silly. But I mean, every sport is is every sport is moving towards the instant replay. I mean, there's, we live in the instant replay era. Like pretty pretty soon, baseball umpires are gonna just gonna be irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much. And there were even talks, I mean, I don't know how valid it is, but I did read an article saying that eventually down the road, they're not going to have per, a, like a physical umpire on the field. It's just going to be machines calling balls and strikes. Well, I and think they would have to. calling yeah. outs and all that stuff. So, I mean, maybe not now, maybe not, maybe down the road I see it happening, you know, and I, it's, it takes away, the, it takes the human aspect out of it. I think that if that happens like that, then I won't watch it. It's it's tough to watch it. I mean, it's tough to watch now when they added challenges and stuff. You know, back then it was fun to watch because if an umpire got a call wrong, the only people who were able to really know that they are wrong are people watching from TV. Yeah, or the other umpires if they got a good look at it. Right, and it got it got the it got the audiences into it a lot more than you know than what it used to be like. So, oh well. Anyway, what's crazy about what's we st- we kind of went off the rails here with basketball only because we didn't have basketball on our itinerary. Today. Yeah, look at that. We spent all of <laughs> eight minutes on it. Um. So, uh, last week we spoke about what did we talk about last week? I don't remember. Um. We did um uh, tight ends. Yep. We uh, we had our our phase five of our fantasy football um positional focus so we did tight ends last week we're not doing defenses we're not doing kickers because you know what it it's, it's the it's those are the two positions that if you were good last year you might not be good next this year and here's the thing defenses are so they they're so interchangeable that it i mean it depends on the schedule i mean my my advice if you're when when it's time with what you feel that you're drafting a defense or a, or a kicker just wait till the fucking end. Yeah. All right. Don't don't be drafting defenses in the first five rounds. I've seen I've seen some weird shit like my in my fantasy round career. Like Fourteen. 
you gotta wait. You gotta wait till the end. Cause you know what these defenses, and you know what's good about them is that you can drop them. Don't have more than, don't have more than one on a, on your team. My buddy, my buddy Steve. I kid you not. I think he had at one point like three defenses on his team. Um, I was like, Steve, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you have three defenses? You're just wasting two spots. Now here's the thing, though. It's smart to have multiple defenses on your team later on in the season. Yes. So you can block out other players trying to get that extra defense in. You know, because at that point, towards the end of the season, teams are established. You know of their successes. You know who's good and who's not. At the point of maybe about mid-season, you can kind of gauge what defenses are elite and what defenses aren't. Yeah. So maybe towards the end, you can drop some of your bench players to hold on to those defenses so other players in your league can't play those defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I just because it's a good strategy if you have the bench for it. You know what I'm saying? Also try to, since we're on defenses, try to not get a quarterback that plays your defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Shooting yourself in the foot. Like, don't have Ben Roethlisberger, but then you're rocking the Ravens D. Like, yeah, you know, because they play each other twice a year. It's it's silly, you know. So, look at... Whoever you grab as a quarterback, make sure you look at the schedule and not grab a defense he's playing. Or pick up another you know, defense that week. On the, that week. On the, on, the verge, on the verge of kickers, I usually pick a kicker maybe the second to last round of the draft... Or the last round of the draft. But when you're choosing a kicker, choose a kicker from a team that's not crazy good. A like good offense. Because then they're gonna score a lot and you're just gonna lot you're just gonna get a lot of extra points out of it. Yeah. You need a team that can drive the ball but str- not quite get to the, the end zone. zone. Yeah. Like a like a like a Ravens team. Or like an Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Well maybe not the Cardinals because they don't really drive well. Un- unless you're in a punter's league. Whoever's the punter in Arizona, if you're in a punter's league, that's the fucking that's the golden boy right there. Or maybe like the Oakland Raiders. Or the Oakland Raiders would be a perfect that well, who's who's the kicker in the Raiders? I don't even fucking know, but no whoever it play. is, that offense is that I don't think that offense is made for um for end for the, for end zone awareness. I think it's I think they'll drive the ball, but whoever the kicker is there, and that's a great fit. Like the Buccaneers, whoever the kicker on the Bucks. Nope. Because no, all, all I remember is Nick Folk as a the Bucks kicker, and he missed fucking everything. He was awful. I think one of the one of the best kickers to have this year is the whoever the kicker is on the Forty ers No, I would say probably last year's best kicker, Harrison Bucker. Yeah. Or hopefully Chris Boswell this year. Hopefully. Well, that's another thing too, because without without uh, without um, Anthony Brown. Douchebag. Uh, it's douchebag's birthday. <laughs> it is. It's his birthday today. He's thirty-one now. So, um, without him, the Steelers are probably. I mean, in all honesty, they're probably not going to see the end zone as much. But they'll probably they can drive the ball down. Boswell could be a, could be a good kicker to have this year. He had a rough year last year. Rough. Yeah, it was rough. It was so, rough. We'll see. But you know what, though, with with the whole rule change with uh, what is it? The whole rule change with kickers. Um, Extra points or further back. Yeah, it makes it so much tougher. It makes it tougher. So I mean, I'm. I mean, you, my suggestion is if you're going to kicker, just make sure you grab a kicker from a team that can drive the ball, but may not necessarily score, score as, much. as much. Yeah, that's so. probably the only. 
thing we can give <laughs> you right there. That's it. We've did. We've done all the positions. Defense is just flip a coin. Yeah, Here. it's really just a, especially for the draft. Yeah, for the draft part, flip a coin. But once the season gets, I mean, there's a handful of teams that are good, like Jaguars D, like Ravens D. Maybe even the Browns defense will be good this year. But <laughs> never thought I'd say that. Yeah, never neither. thought I'd even hear that. Just boggle my mind. Dude, did you see Miles Garrett? This fucking guy squatted six ninety five twice. I was doing like four foot box jumpers with fifty pound weights in each hand. Wow, that's insanity. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit. He might be like the. He might be like He's one a beast. Of, he might be one of the best defensive linemen. Beast, Miles the Beast Garrett. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm excited no. to. I've, I've been saying. I'll say it again. I'm excited for the Browns. We got 57 days to football. 57. That's according to. James Sheridan. Yep, James Sheridan breaking it down. Um. So listen. So we. So we don't have a crazy, uh, huge show. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, a lot of off the cuff stuff that we won't get into. I do have some notes here. Um, uh, just real quick, before we begin, I want to do mention that this show is brought to you by There's Always Room for Dessert and Burning Our Designs. We'll discuss more of that later. You can find me on Instagram at um, mass underscore Moner Nation. You can find A Rod at A underscore A underscore Rod with, with two D's. D's. You got to change your name, I think. Nah. I think it's time. To what? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, and you can find us at uh, Mass Podcast. Yeah, look us up on Instagram. Instagram. We're posting all the time. Um, we have an, an amazing um, uh, social media manager who posts. Really cool, really cool images to go with the shows. So I won't take any credit for the pictures, but you know. Uh, but I, it's just, we're we're everywhere. Just find us everywhere. And um, moving on from that, um, I have some news, personal news, very personal stuff. As most of you know, I uh, dabble in stand-up comedy. I have a show coming up. Uh, it's on the 19th. It's in Tuckahoe at a place called Stevens Green. Tuckahoe? Tuckahoe. So come check it out. Um, it'll be it'll be my first show in a long time. I haven't really been up there recently. I've been I've been so zoned in on mass. You're fucking so, right. Uh, but check it out. Uh, just wanted to plug that in there before we get to the show. So uh, anything to add before we uh, dive in here? Uh, do a quick talking soccer. U.S. women's team won. They Yay! Didn't, they didn't trail the entire tournament, and that's about it. And that's talking soccer. Um, okay, so uh, the women's national team is obviously beastly. The men's national team is garbage. Um, but the women's national team, now that they're done playing, are we ready to move on from soccer? Yes. Today today they had the celebration in the city. Yep. After today, are we, just, are we done? Yep. Is it over? Yep. Okay. So we can move on now from... That's, that's what I said. That's that's talking That's soccer. it? That's okay. It. No I'm, more. I'm fine with it. Uh, okay. So, uh, just to stay on the, the, the course of football, just a few things. The Raiders had a tough time signing Josh Jacobs, the running back. Well, that sucks. They had a tough time, but they finally did it, and which, which sucks because Raiders are going to be on hard knocks. I really wanted to see that negotiation because... I just want to see every. It's a fucking clown show. I just want to see him crumble. Yeah, that's the whole point of. That's the whole point. Last year it was to see if the Browns can turn around. This year it's more of like, hey, this is a fucking clown car of an NFL team. Let's do, 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 let's do, 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 watch do, 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 and map. Yeah, right. So, 
they had a tough time signing Josh Jacobs, but I think they they finally got it done. I think it was for four years they signed him for. So I don't know. It'll I don't know. It'll 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 four be years, interesting. Eleven point nine million. Yeah. That's sh- that's a shitty rookie deal. Yeah, but you know what? It's a rookie deal. The four, yeah. the four years is rough. I don't, I don't know why he signed for four years. That's that's a pretty big commitment for a rookie. Oh, while I was in Vegas, uh, so the stadium, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's being I built. Bet. It's un- like it's so much shit. Where are they building it in Vegas? It's, like how far is it from? It's not that far from the strip. Oh, okay. Is it like in? It's like in Vegas, or is in, it like off in the desert? Vegas. In Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Like the wow, it's pretty legit. I guess the highway we took to get to the bowling alley, we saw the stadium. I think it was ginormous. It's gonna be sick when it's done. Word, man. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun for a, a clown car team. How long does Gruden have left on his contract? Like eight fucking years or Too nine long. years? Anyway, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo came out and said that he's good to go for 49ers camp. Good. I think that I think that fully solidifies him as like the ultimate sleeper quarterback because if he, he had a pretty serious injury last year, mm-hmm. so for him to say that he's good to go for camp, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't miss a single day of camp, this guy's going to go off this year. You know, it's it's very strong possibility this guy is just going to go crazy, seeing as though he doesn't miss a single day of camp, he goes into the preseason. He'll be alright. He'll be aight. He'll be aight. Um, but that's that's good news to hear. Garoppolo is definitely a target for, I think, everyone on on fantasy. Uh, we're going to talk more about football. I actually have a pretty... Uh, I have a I have phase six today. Which wasn't defenses and kickers, because fuck that. Fuck that is right. But I found an interesting article that I want to read off of. It's the since we are we are mass we uh, we are preaching on these fools. I think it's time to bring in some of these. Uh, I think it's time to bring in some church aspects to the show. Let's fucking do it. We have the t- the ten fantasy commandments that we will read off to you guys. I found it on I found it online. I'm actually really excited about it. We'll get to that, but let's go through some other stuff just to move on from football. Sounds good. What? An all-star break. Perfect. Talking about baseball. I got to an argument with somebody like on Facebook about baseball. Because someone was like, Pete Al- he, he said something about Pete Alonzo. And he was like, who is that guy? Or something stupid. I'll, see, I'll pull this up real quick. I had an argument with someone on Instagram. Well, it wasn't really an argument, but I posted... Uh, when when Pete Alonso won the Derby, I posted a picture of him holding a trophy, and um, someone commented, uh, one of my coworkers commented on the picture saying, "Oh, well, Vladdy hit thirty four more." Yeah, he goes, uh, "Pete Alonso, who? It was a Vladdy Junior show." Uh, well, I mean, my 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 mine kind of coincides. My friend commented, "Vladdy hit thirty four more." I commented back. Hey, listen, you forgot to add and still lost to your comment. Yeah. He was... He just annoyed me. Because I feel like he's, like, the biggest hater, this guy, I've ever seen in my life. He's one of those fans... He's a Yankee fan. He's one of those fans that, like, oh, 27 rings this, 27 rings that. Championships measure greatness, blah, 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 yeah, blah, exactly. blah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's one blah. of those. <laughs> okay. And it just annoyed the fucking hell out of me. Well, I... 
you can't. It, the Yankees really only have that going for them. I mean, they're they're one of the strongest teams in the league right now, but they're not talking about it. No, of course not. It's all it's all about twenty seven this, twenty seven this. But if you really think about it, okay, Judge won the home run derby, what two years ago? But besides that, when was the last time they actually won something? Right. How long has it been since they've been to like the World Series or won a World Series? Even in, even individual awards. I mean, Judge was uh, Judge was Rookie of the Year that year. I think so. But that was uh, that's really it. Yeah. It's all. It's all pretty much been Boston and Houston. Yeah, and Houston is beastly. Um, I saw a thing that the season ended right now, and I saw the team bracket. It's probably what the bracket's going to look like when the when the season actually does end. You we'll know, see. except for Tampa Bay. Yeah, because Tampa Bay was be was on the bracket. Boston instead of Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Boston's Boston's picking up their pace. They are here. They come. I mean, they're not. They're not. Um, they're still not. I, I really don't think they're that elite, but they are a pretty good team, and they're starting to show it. Like, they had a rough. Joe, they had a rough go Joe of it. Flacco elite. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> man, Joe Flacco, my ass. Um, is the All Star Game useless? One thousand percent. I think so. I think the. I think uh, the home run derby's not. The only good thing about it is whoever wins the MVP at the end against that car. That's yeah. It. That's about it. And of course, a Cleveland guy won it. He struck. He struck out the side. Ooh. Who was it? I didn't. Pay, I didn't watch it. It was the guy who. It was he came in. He came in as the replacement. I forgot his name. I forgot his name. But he he won. He won because he struck out. A, he struck out the side to end it. I think. Oh, what was, Ooh, what was the score? I don't fucking know. All right, that works. I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, the coolest thing I saw about the All Star Game. Was that they had players mic'd up in the field? Freddie Freeman. Oh my God! They had. Uh, I watched this thing. They had when all when all three Astros All Stars were in the outfield. All three: Michael Brantley, um, Springer, Springer, and uh, Bregman were in the outfield at the same time. They had all three of them mic'd up at the same time for that half inning. That's it was funny. entertaining. I'm sure it was. I think they should do that throughout the whole season. They should have players mic'd up throughout the whole season. That'd be good and bad at, at some points. Like yeah, yeah, but like, there's like uh, big rivalries, like Yankees Red Sox. Imagine having the, them mic'd up. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, like, um, I guess the the players would have to agree to it. Obviously, I'm sure they had to do it. But I mean, it was the All Star Game, so they didn't give a shit. But like, if they did it throughout the regular season, I think that would make commentating more. That would be that would make it more watchable. Absolutely, but they should do it for only like nationally televised games. Oh yeah, that's about it. Yeah, not every game. Yeah, but like they should, you know. MLB Network games, yeah, you know, or something on ESPN or whatever, right? Like Sunday night, like like Sunday, Sunday night, night baseball. baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun, and it, it also depends because there's a lot of characters in this league that no one really knows about. You know, I think it would be pretty interesting. It's, and no, that would be good. Not pitchers, obviously. No, but like players that are on the field, and only for like only for like a half inning. They should mic up catchers. Oh, they should mic up catchers. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. Certain catchers, yeah, ones that speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I I think that would be a lot of fun. I like the idea of like you know nationally televised games. At least a, like one game a week, try it out. But I, I that was my favorite part of the All Star Game was and that they had these some of these players in the field. They it'll had be better than listening to fucking Joe Buck. <sighs> fucking Joe Buck. 
Yeah. Game Game Seven is a must win. No shit. Fuck it out of here, bro. Anyway, I don't think he'll ever live that down. No, that was the worst thing he's ever said. He's at a, any game. The seven. worst. He's called more Game Sevens than any other commentator. Well, he should just retire. Retire. Mm-hmm. I think uh, in any. In, I think in any other. I think in any sport. Any sport ever. I uh, think it was Joe Buck. For Game I don't Sevens. Know. Well, if you really think about it. There's no game sevens of football, right? There's only a couple of games. Well, there's game sevens of basketball and hockey. So I would think so. Has Joe Joe Buck calls basketball? Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, who even calls basketball? Well, Joe Buck does football and baseball. Does he do even? Do, does he do hockey? I don't think so. Well. I don't know. I can't imagine him doing any sport. But like. I know he's a Blues fan, so that's about it. Right. All right. Uh, the trade deadline's coming up. Uh, there's a lot of serious stuff going on. I uh, It's part of my guilty or not guilty, but I have some things written down here. Um, Zach Wheeler's a huge um, mark, yep. and um, some teams are interested I in know, Noah Syndergaard. I know there's two teams interested in Zach Wheeler. The Yankees. Well, yeah, the, they've been talking about they've been talking about the Yankees and Zach Wheeler for a, and the Red Sox. Uh, I I mean I I mean I could I'd see him going to the Yankees more, only because the Yankees I think need it more. The Yankees don't really I mean they're, there's they're, still no Severino. There's still no Severino, but I mean the Yankees the Yankees pitching is fine. They just need they just need that starter. They need one more starter. Yeah, but yeah, but I heard the Yankees are actually gunning for Stroman more. From the Blue Jays. Why? Well, I feel like they're going after so many pitchers. There's Wheeler, Stroman, Scherzer, Bumgarner. They're really going out fucking after everyone. Yeah, Bumgarner. Well, Scherzer and Bumgarner was were big names. I'm. I think. I think the Yankees will land a pitcher. I don't necessarily know which one, but it's not going to be Scherzer or Bumgarner. But we can all agree that the Yankees just need that one pitcher. Yeah. So. Uh, Aaron Aaron Judge is hurt again. Um, Stanton's still a little hurt. Boo! I don't know because the Yankees have done well without those two. Almost sounds like the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clay and KD. Yep. Interesting. Um, Jake Arrieta is going to pitch through his injury. Stupid. But so whatever. Jake Arrieta got into into it with somebody. Yeah. And he says, I'll break Todd, your fucking skull. Todd Frazier. Yeah. Todd Frazier, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go, I'll, I'll, put a, I'll, dent, I'll put a dent in his skull or something yeah. like that, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that was a pretty intense game. Psycho Jake. It's pretty intense. Well, I mean, it's a rivalry, you know. Phillies-Mets is pretty decent rivalry in, 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 in baseball. Well, but if you, uh, if you think about it, they went, they go farther back because they went Cubs-White Sox. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Arietta's on the Cubs and Frazier's on the White Sox. Right. Yeah. So I guess a little. They know back. each other. They oh, know yeah. each other. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the cool thing about it was that Mickey Calloway came out in that. Ga- I was watching that game. I was working. I, I had the I had the game on. Mickey Calloway was coming out. And he was freaking out because you know, you know how are you gonna how are you gonna toss my guy when he wasn't the one throwing to someone. You know. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Baseball, you can't really tell if the pitcher throws at the person intentionally or not. Yeah, you can't I mean, really. Like, you, you can't can really tell. 
Some, certain times, like yeah, certain small, times it's blatantly percent. obvious. Oh yeah, but like if, if I were to hit somebody, I would look at my hand, but it's all sweaty. It just slipped out of my hand. Yeah, because because here, here's the thing: in that when he when he uh, when he quote unquote threw at Frazier, it was deep in the count. Yeah, why would you want to hit him that deep in the count? Exactly. But I think, you know what? Sometimes pitchers know that. Oh, absolutely. And I think they'll go, they'll go deep in the count on purpose just to kind of get away with one. Well, if it's 3-1, I'm hitting you. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, <laughs> I think pitchers know that. Oh, you I know? would. I think it's, a, it, it's an interesting tactic, but I, I don't agree with it. But, you know, what are you going to do? Manny Machado is hitting 266. Yes. <laughs> He's declining. Yes, and this long break can make it even worse. We are past the point of no return, so whatever happens, happens at this point. So if Machado goes down, uh, whatever his average is, was is the final average. 259. Uh, oh, I would love every fucking second of it. 259, You would cry. That'd be rough. That'd be rough. But I have a nice, luscious beard now. You do? I don't mind going blonde. Mm, are right. we? Are we? Um, are we going totally blonde? Or are we doing just like highlights? Totally blonde. Totally blonde. Like see on top of my hair, just that. That'd be just blonde for me. But not the sides. That's no. not totally blonde then. Well, I because I when I get my hair cut, I don't have any hair on the side of my head. That's why I go skin. You know, like how you're bald. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I get it. Got it. Moving on. Um. Anything else on baseball? Uh, here's the All Star Game is useless to me, and here's why. I I don't mind the All Star Game because I think it's a lot of fun. They should make it worth something. Fans involved. Yeah. Well, like it used to. Honestly, I think they should just get rid of the All Star Game and have like a skills competition. Yeah, like like how football does it in the off season. Obviously, you have the home run derby. You should have like a bunting competition. No one would watch that. Or I I wouldn't watch. Well, no, you put it like I saw like this Japanese. Players do it, and they have to put it into like a target. It's like a, it's like a, a bullseye. You gotta get try to get into the bullseye. Mm-hmm. You do that. You'd probably do like uh, a stealing competition. Where is fastest? You could probably do. You could probably do a pitching, uh, some like a like a pitching uh, simulation, location and or speed. Have like yeah, like how you have in hockey, you have the the four corners, with the the plates. Yeah, you gotta try to hit those those corners. Right. I don't. I, it's a good idea, but I they're not going to get rid of the All Star Game, unfortunately. They should since it's such a long break. They should just make it a little a day longer. I do agree. I do like the All Star Game and the fact that it is a fanfare for fans. It is because it, it the only thing I don't like about the All Star Game I don't I don't like the voting system because there are some players who deserve to be there just weren't there, or they eventually got there because of alternates. Or injuries. Like, people are complaining that Vladdy Jr. should not have been in the Home Run Derby. Yeah, yeah but that that's different, though, because I don't think the Home Run Derby is chosen by the fans. I think it's chosen by the league. I think it's chosen by the fans. Is it? Yeah, because some players were unhappy that he made it. I I don't see why they would be unhappy. He I mean, was, they, he's he put a, on a fucking show. And he, can, he, can, he swings the bat for power. I mean, power hitters should be... In that spectacle, because that's what it's for. Some fucking bombs. Yeah, freaking nasty bombs. I didn't watch. I didn't watch most of the home run derby. I watched the highlights. So, um, but I will say this: the reason why the reason why the All Star Game is totally useless for me is because it's the time of the year. 
when the All-Star game, the All-Star break for baseball, that means that there's nothing, literally nothing else going on. Hockey's in the offseason. Basketball's in the offseason. Yeah, it's the summer league, but I don't give a fuck. No one gives a shit about the summer league. So, yeah, that's going on. But like I said... Hockey's in the off season. Basketball's in the off season. Football's in the off season. All the major sports, the women's, uh, even the women's national team, they're not. They didn't. They're they were done at that point. It fucking sucks. There was literally nothing else on. There's literally nothing else to go on. You know what I'm saying? It's that's uh, it's just the time of the year. It's just it just just runs off. It's the only All Star game that's uh at the end of at in the middle of this fucking season. It is. Except for uh, no, bas- no, no basketball, basketball there too. Hockey. They're all in the middle of the season except for football. Football is the only one that's at the end. Yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't mean that. No one even really cares about the Pro Bowl anyway. <laughs> no one cares about the Pro Bowl. No, no one gives a shit. The only good thing is really the skills competition. That's it. And the only good, th- I mean, the, what makes the Pro Bowl better than the All Star than baseball's All Star game is that the fact that it's run. It's the the teams are not AFC NFC. It's they're chosen. Picked. They're picked, just, just like, like the basketball. Yeah, just like the NBA. You know, and that that just adds an they, it adds they to really the aspect. Should be there for MLB. They should. They should. That'd they be should. Pretty good. They should take out the the public aspect of the MLB All Star. Yeah, should be draft style. Um, I have uh, real quick. I have one thing on hockey. It's been a pretty crazy off season, and um, it's been a crazy free agency uh, in in the NHL. Um, but uh, we had one of the bigger free agent forwards was just signed. The Vancouver Canucks just signed Michael Furland to a four-year deal, which I think is pretty huge. Vancouver's trying to renew themselves. Michael Furland, he's a young guy, but he's he was the best. He was the best winger out there in the free agent market, and at this point, you know. But um, I think that it just it strengthens up the Canucks. I think they're going to have a, a decent year, but. Um, they still need to work on, on on their defense. That's it. Yep. So it was interesting to see them signing Michael Furland, but they got the deal done for four years. So, And f- I think four years, these seven years, eight-year deals in, the, in hockey, it's just it's just way too long. Yeah, four just, years is a nice length. Yeah. Imagine 15 years. No, no. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and that was... Well, it's uh, all guaranteed. That was DiPietro's contract. Yeah. He didn't make it... He didn't make it past... Eight? Seven. seven. Seven? I think seven. I'm not sure. See, that's... You can't tell the future, so a nice... A four-year deal, that's that's a pretty good deal. Okay. And that's talking hockey. And that's the hockey... That's hockey news. Okay. Moving on. So, uh, we're going to move on to something that uh, I think uh, we haven't done in a while. And real quick, I just want to I just want to talk about it just to get what your take on it is. Um, Smackdown, last night. Now, I posted on Instagram, Mass posted on Instagram, um, the WWE is going in a completely different direction. You got Kofi Kingston giving Smojo the finger straight up on TV. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, well, Corey Graves said, holy recently. shit. Literally, it was recently. on air. Yeah. Holy week. shit, on air. Didn't bleep it out. They didn't, they, well, they, they bleeped it out for the replays, yeah. which I don't know why, but... Wrestling's really going into the. I don't, I'm not saying that they're gonna. I'm not saying they're going towards the Attitude Era because the Attitude Era was what it was. They're going. It was amazing direction. But they are bring. They're getting out of the PG rating era, which I think is amazing. Do you know why they're doing it? Because they're losing viewers to 
AEW. AEW. Yeah. That's it. Well, the, the craziest thing is that they're going away from the PG rating, which I think is great. But you know what? They're moving on. They're moving forward. But last night, something crazy happened. Kevin Owens. Pipe bomb. was <laughs> legit. Pipe bomb. Great. I loved it. The greatest thing since CM Punk's pipe, pipe bomb. CM Punk's pipe bomb changed. It changed wrestling. Um, maybe not in the best way, but it did. Ch- it changed wrestling a lot because ever since, ever since CM Punk did it, um, there were a lot more of what you wanted to see. But I think CM Punk's pipe bomb was more geared towards himself, mm-hmm. whereas Kevin Owens' pipe bomb was towards. It was geared towards the fans. It was for the universe. Because when the McMahon said, you know... We're going to let the fans run we're the show. The, yeah. It never really... It, I mean, it, it happened for the first couple weeks. Yeah, it's all been then, about Shane McMahon this, Shane McMahon that. Shane McMahon's... Oh, he's constantly on TV. Which, don't get me wrong. I like Shane McMahon. I like, I like him as a character. He knows how to play his part. But he's boring. But I can't stand he, watching it anymore. Yeah, he's getting boring. The matches have to get better. They, have just, they just have to. And I've been watching the past couple of weeks because it's been so repetitive and I just can't watch the same thing over and over again. I know what's going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I haven't, I haven't watched, I haven't watched WWE since WrestleMania was really like the last time I've really started following it. But I've been, I've watched, I've, I've been keeping tabs on it. Like, like the, like the, um, pay-per-views, you know, like who wins and loses. But other than that, I, have, I haven't watched any of the matches. Yeah, I haven't really watched much. So, I what's good about what's, what's good about the pipe bomb last night was that he was naming superstars that don't see a lot of that don't TV see time. a lot of TV time. Yeah, exactly. Like he named like Oscar, Buddy Murphy, Apollo Cruz, was it Ali, Mustafa Ali. Yep. Well, Liv it's Morgan. not Mustafa Ali. It's, it's Ali just now. Ali now. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. A- yeah. Authors of Pain. Like yeah, the, yeah, the AOP. Yeah, everyone. I love the AOP, and they're well. I think the AOP kind of. Because one of them got injured. I think it was Razor. Got injured. But anyway. Still. But he was making some good points. Like some of those superstars. Like why is Asuka not on TV? Why? She's, she was a phenomenon when she came in and they just the kind of dropped her. The creative team has nothing for anyone. But now, now, I think last week, two weeks ago, they had said that Paul Heyman's in charge of Raw and Eric Bischoff is in charge of SmackDown. Which I love because those guys are old school guys. Yes, but now Paul Heyman already started. Eric Bischoff's doing like a dry run just to see how things are run. Then he's gonna step in. Is that it? Was the pipe bomb? Do you think it was like? Uh, think it was staged? I oh, think yeah. it was one of those things. Uh, yeah, it, I think it was staged. But I think it was one of those things where if they finally said Kevin Owens here, here's a mic, have a meltdown, just. Say whatever's on your mind, which I think is what WWE needs to go towards because since the PG era came, they started scripting literally everything. Everything was literally scripted for them, for the superstars. They weren't able to talk on the top of their head. I just hope that they don't reuse characters that were in the Attitude Era now. What do you mean? Like, I don't want to see with it, how they used Stone Cold and turned Kevin Owens into that. Well, don't well. Well, this pipe bomb definitely turned him face. Absolutely, I think everyone is behind what he said. Well, I mean, how can you, wrestler or not? How can you not be behind that? Because it's 
1000% true. And I, I've always loved Kevin Owens. I've always, I've always liked his character and I've always liked how he portrayed and how he, he's great in the ring. Um, I liked him when he was a heel too. But now this, this, this is a huge face turn for him. But I think what they need, they, they can't, they can't do what Stone Cold did because Stone Cold, like, like we mentioned before on the show, Stone Cold was originally supposed to be a heel. Yeah. But the crowd got so behind him that he was just a face by by nature. Stone Cold actually tweeted out Kevin Owens saying, "Hell yeah, give your boss a stunner." <laughs> so. and, you know, it's funny because Kevin Owens does use the stunner. Yeah, so. he can't use the pop up power bomb anymore. It's stupid. Well, it's a, it's a, that's a da- it's a dangerous move. It's 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 hard it's hard to it's hard to um some some moves I can see getting banned. Like I'm still surprised the Undertaker can still do the Tombstone. Oh, you get me started on that. I'm still surprised they even allowed him. They even allow him in the ring and doing that move at his age. He should just because he's that's da- that's he's, one of the I most dangerous this, moves on the planet. Are this Sunday? I'm not sure. Or next Sunday? Well, they're saying that the Undertaker is gonna. There's like there's like hype that he's gonna go. Uh, him and Sting are gonna have a match, but. He, the Undertaker Goldberg match was a complete failure because Goldberg got injured. It was mid-match. so bad. It was bad. You know how he got injured? Because he tombstoned him on the top of his head. Yep, that's what I'm saying. How are you gonna let How are you gonna let a guy his age lift up these heavy ass guys and drop them straight down? Especially after getting his ass beat and being exhausted. Right. You just can't do anything. Yeah. I think I think they should just allow the Undertaker. Hey, you're only allowed to tombstone guys like Ali or <laughs> anyone ten pounds. Rey Mysterio, you know. I don't know, but it was it was exciting. Maybe this pipe bomb. There's a few things like when CM Punk did it. A lot of things changed in wrestling. Maybe since it's going since since WWE is going past the PG rating. And Kevin Owens just had this insane pipe bomb last night. Maybe we're really seeing a whole turn of the century here in wrestling. I hope so. Because for one, the talent on the roster is 100% better than any time in wrestling history. Absolutely. Well, and supposedly that Dean Ambrose's contract is only a one-year contract. And you can opt out after. He's not coming back to the WWE. It's possible. I don't think so. It's possible. But Dean Ambrose is not Dean Ambrose. It's John Moxley now. Yeah, whatever. Same fucking thing. Same person. I know. It's silly. Um. So, uh, we we it's, the talent has is the best it's ever been in wrestling in hit in the history of wrestling. Can you imagine this talent with Attitude Era uh, uh, implications? That'd be great to watch. Why can't WWE be in their matches? Can you imagine their matches being like what NXT throws out? Oh my god! I mean they they can't really go too too gory on on cable TV. They really can't. I think they can now when it goes to Fox. When it yeah when it switches over to Fox, Which it's going to be a completely new show in July. Yeah. Three months. Yeah, it's going to be only SmackDown is though. We'll see how how much different it makes. Well, how different it becomes. I don't know, man. It's 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 a fun time. It's going to be interesting. We're, like we're going to see more blood, more cursing. That's what I want. That's what the people want. Give, Give the, the people, people what, they, what want. they want. Yes, exactly. So I, it's you know, it's it is what it is. It's it's what's going to happen. I'm excited for it. Um, we're going to talk about something I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. Well, 
That was brought to you by Burning Hour Designs. Sure. Burning Hour Designs is a great candle company operated by Lindsay Knapp. It's 100% all natural soy candles that you can't beat the smell at all. It's so good. Make your house smell good, your apartment, your bathroom, your your room, your living room, everything. There's a great scents like lavender vanilla, birthday cake, cappuccino espresso, we got some blueberry chutney, anything. And Mike's favorite, and for all you basic bitches, some pumpkin spice latte. She does big candles, small candles, party favorites, anything you need. You can find her on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook. Look her up, Burning Hour Designs or Lindsay Knapp. You go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Burning Hour Designs. You buy $40 or more in candles. Enter promo enter promo code MASSPODCAST. You get 10% off your purchase. Just can't beat it. You, you can't beat that. And what you also can't beat is uh, yourself after eating so much cake. This is, is also sponsored by There's Always Room for Dessert, which is a fast-growing and amazing uh, dessert business run by Crystal Flynn. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at There's Always Room for Dessert NY. She does everything um, under the sun in terms of anything delicious. She does full table spreads for weddings, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, uh, birthday parties, just any type of event. Um, she can hook you up with that. She also does individual cakes, cupcakes. She makes donuts. Um, she uh, she does it all and has gotten me fat for it, so I'm really excited about that. You know, I'm a very plump guy, very satisfied man. So... There's always room for dessert. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at There's Always Room for Dessert NY. Check her out, and she will hook you up. Yeah. Yay. Um, so, we're going to talk about something we have to go by really quick because we have to get to the commandments. Um, Tito Ortiz. Still going. Still going strong, but this time he's going after um, Alberto Del Rio. Former. Former WWE champion. Um, and they're gonna, they're, they're, they're gonna, I don't know if it's set, I don't really know the details of it, but there's, uh, storylines out there that these two are gonna fight in an MMA bout. What happened the last time some WWE wrestler went to MMA? Hmm. 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 Someone we already mentioned on this show previously? Hmm. Yep, I think so. He didn't lay out a pipe bomb there, though. Nope. I think he got pipe bombed. He got, he got. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. CM Punk is trash. Oh, it's so bad. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so that's just real quick. I just want to throw it out there that that could possibly happen. Um, I'd actually be interested in that because I think uh, I think it's an interesting match because Tito Ortiz is a longtime MMA vet, but he's older and slower. And Alberto Del Rio doesn't really have a lot of MMA experience, but he's younger. He's still older, but he's, he's younger. Old. He's he's, uh, he's up there, but he's not like he's not like crazy up there plus he's fucking page so he's not <laughs> he's not anymore no they've been broken up for a long time i didn't know that a long long time i don't follow he used to beat her yeah oh then tito ortiz better fuck up alberto del rio not yeah. my page not my page some retribution page should be in tito's corner alberto he used del to rio beat her 42 he used to beat her yeah what a piece of shit yep that's unfucking believable, man. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, he's forty-two. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, he's. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying he's old. when Tito's forty-four. So Tito and Alberto are going to be in the octagon with like canes and like a walker. Battle of over the hill. Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. 
Ugh, that'd be hysterical. UFC 239 just passed, and um, there's only three things here I just really want to talk about real quick. Uh, John Jones had a split decision victory over Tiago Santos for the light heavyweight title. He retains it. Uh, John Jones is a beast. He's 25 and 1. I don't, I don't know, something like that. I don't really know. Absurd. Still absurd. John Jones is absolutely a beast. Um, could is this is could he could we cement him as the goat? Like, is he the goat? No. Who's the goat? In Anderson Silva is still the goat. Anderson Silva, the still, spi- still the greatest spider? of all time. I I loved watching. I loved Silva's fights. You can also say GSP. Yes, if you go, it all depends on what weight class. Weight class. Yeah, yeah it depends on weight class. That's different. Cormier is great, but um, John you Jones know, owns Daniel Cormier. John Jones is, uh, you know, he's he's beaten Cormier. You yeah, know, but Corm- but if if it was the other way around, if if Cormier has if Cormier beat John Jones the way John Jones did to him, uh, we could say Cormier as I mean, the goat. Only he didn't like just do some coke, you know. At least at least we can say that Conor McGregor is not in the conversation because he's he's not the goat in my eyes. No way. But he's a good fighter when he was in Absolutely. his prime. But no, there's no way. Um, what Khabib? What, he's Khabib fucking, is nasty. Oh my god. Um, and then uh, uh, Stipe Miocic yep. is a monster in the heavyweight division. So, I mean, there's a lot of good fighters out there, but, you know, at the same time, John Jones is up there in oh, conversation. Oh, he's definitely one of the, the best of all time. It was a split, but the thing about it was that it was a split decision, and I have to give it up to Tiago Santos because this guy, he, 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 went, he, went the full, he, went, he, he went the full five rounds, and he won some of those rounds. John Jones just didn't look like typical John Jones against him. He looked like Tiago had his number at some point, but it was just—I mean, it was just—it was just a judge's thing. But Tiago Santos, I have to give a huge credit because that's a tough dude, and he put up—he put up his own against against uh, John Jones. So round of applause to you, Siri. Yeah, round of applause. Yeah. Um, I want to say his—I want to say Jorge or George. I don't know. Masvidal had a five-second knockout. Oh my god! Five I, seconds. I saw it. He later sprinted. Yeah, kneed the guy in the face, and it, he kept punching at him. Like, see, like which, two punches, and the guy was literally just out cold after that knee. He deserved it. I don't even. I don't remember the name of the guy he fought, but he was talking mad shit about Masvidal and his family and his past and stuff. And he got and there was there was a video. There was a video that came out. It was I think it was like two months or two weeks prior to something prior to the fight. Where uh, Masvidal practiced that running knee, so he was preparing for that. He was preparing for opening the fight with that knee. It just happened to land. Five Clean. seconds, man. Oh my god! It was devastating. Um, one of the craziest knockouts I've seen. It was the fastest knockout in history. Imagine so. just doing all that work for five seconds. Yeah, that's it. Five second fight. I wonder if it, Matt, Masvidal obviously planned to do that. Like it was, it was his intention to sprint and flying knee his fucking face. So there's an interview. He got interviewed. He said he was pretending to like circle around the cage, and then he just took off. Yeah, just to, just like playing bait. So he drove him to the middle of the, the ring, and it's actually now flying knee. He also said he also said after the fight, uh, quote that if he sees, I don't forgot the other guy's name. If he sees him at a Whole Foods, he he'll slap him in a Whole Foods. He doesn't he, a Whole Foods. He doesn't care. Yeah, he'll uh, sl- he'll slap him in the well, middle of Whole Foods. You're saying that reminds me of Booker T and Stone Cold in the fucking supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, great, yeah. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is Amanda Nunez, first round knockout of of Holly Holm. The 
greatest of all time. She has to be. She's way better than Ronda. Now they're talking about putting Amanda, uh, putting Nunez up against Cyborg again for a rematch. Nunez Cyborg too. I'd watch that too. Um, Amanda Nunez is just she's, she she's just she's just awesome. She she's awesome. Her. It was it was a sick leg kick to the face. And Cyborg's fucking right in the first so round. Beastly. Yeah, Cyborg's beastly too. I, I would I would watch that rematch again, but it was it was it's too good. Yeah, and Holly Holmes no bum. She's a great fighter. So I mean, knocking her out in the first minute ten, that's it means you got some fucking you're the great greatest right. of all time. Yeah, you're good. I I I would could easily say because she's fought she's fought the current flyweight champion and beat her too. Um, she's gotten three weight classes. I think the only I think the only person she's fought who hasn't been a champion was Pennington, if I remember correctly. I, I might know. be wrong there. But every other person that she's beaten in her UFC career has been past champions, and she's just annihilated every single yep. one of them. Every she, single one of them. The Brazilian. She made Rousey look like a fucking joke. Same with Holly Holm. Same with Holly Holm, yeah. Holly Holm made her look like a fucking yep. joke too. Clean, fucking kicked her in the face. She's just amazing, and it's I, I can't wait to, I can't wait to keep seeing her fight. I can't wait. If she if it's Nunez Cyborg too, I'm 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 tuning in. I'm watching that. Yeah, she's making she's making fighting really good right now. Okay, I have one thing to. <laughs> this actually made me laugh. I didn't tell you before the show. I want I want to see your actual reaction to this. Okay, it's pretty interesting. The one thing I talk about about golf. That John Daly withdraws from the British Open because he got denied a use of a cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking well! You're supposed to walk the course, you fucking asshole. He's so awesome. I can't. He's my spirit animal, my friend. That's hysterical. I can't. That is right there. Withdraws from the Open just because he got denied the use of a cart. Man, I can't. The John Daly move right there. What? What a fucking clown. <laughs> my god man it's so funny he's so funny and so fat and so useless it's just uh, so good okay just wanted to add that in plug that in um, before we go to our next segment we're also this show is named Mass the Mike and Aaron Sports Show correct it's a, it's a mass because every week we like to preach on you we like to give our this is a very opinionated show obviously we like to express our opinions, but at the same time, we like to we like to preach on you. We like to we like to get uplifting with you guys. We like to um, get all I don't want to say churchy because I don't know if, I don't know if we're very religious or anything like that. Nope. But I think I think we do a good job in giving you the business on the show. Oh, we say that all I remember is this one ref throws a flag, personal foul. He's giving him the business. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 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 so where where I'm driving at is that we 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 care we care about you guys and we we love we love what we do here. We we love talking about um, the important thing aspects in sports on our end, but we want to hear more from you. So let us know if you have questions for us to answer on the show. Ask us some questions. Um, and we'll we'll come we'll come through. Just comment on our Facebook page. Find us on Instagram. Leave us some comments, and we'll bring it up on the show. Now, before we before we get to what we need to get to today, 
That's why Joey Gallo hit a home run in the All-Star game. Joey, yeah, well, uh, Joey Gallo should have been in the Home Run Derby. Just, just throwing that out. There. He should have been in the Home Run Derby. I don't know. But, um, before we get to what we need to get to real quick, before we go into it, um, we do have a Phase 6. We are going to talk about thy holy commandments to fantasy football. And that's how we're going to close out our football um, our football analysis, A-Rod. So, before we do that, yeah, let's talk about High Tour Lanes. Yes. Great family fun bowling alley located in West Havistown, New York. It is one of probably the last bowling alleys in Rockland. There's two left, I think there is. So you go there, have a good time, mention this podcast, you get both two games, you get the third free. It's a good food, some good drinks, anything you need, they got it. Some summer leagues, winter leagues. Now they're doing some renovation on the inside, so everything's a little hectic, but it's okay. There's some of the great ones done. They're also adding some laser tags, so need something to do with your kids on a Saturday night or summer now, so you need something to do. Once the laser tag's up, it's going to be exciting to do something, because there's not much to do in Rockland unless you go to the mall. Oh, fucking cesspool. Can't beat it. They got some great specials on Saturdays and Sundays. You got some Moonlight Bowling. $3 $3 games on Sundays, especially with like $2 slices and french fries, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, everything you got. With some great wings. Yeah, got some great wings there too. Some sweet Thai chili. Yum. Yeah. Yum. So go there, mention this podcast, get bowl two games, get the third free. Best pizza in Rockland. Yeah. Yay. And that's it. I have tattooed on my arm a scripture. I'm going to read it to you. Let me pull out my arm. It says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That's Mark 8.36. We're going to get a little religious here. But we're going to get it in our own way. And the Lord said, Let there be fantasy football. And thou has given us commandments. The Ten Commandments to Fantasy Football, which is our mass podcast, Phase 6, and our final phase of our fantasy football analysis. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Congregation. I would like to bring upon to you the stones. Grafting on the stones are these Ten Commandments. If you are thinking about the pigskin this on Sundays and Mondays in the coming colder months of the year, number one, thou shalt honor thy superstitions. This is like number ten or number one? Like go from ten to one or one to ten? No, I'm going to go number one down. Okay. Should I go ten to one? Yeah, save well, the best for last. We already said number one. That's so number one. Fuck it. <laughs> doing it wrong. Yeah. Number one is that superstitions. Yes. Always. One hundred percent. Always. If you are, if you think, if if it's it's fantasy football is a mental thing. I feel like it's, right? like, it's all mental. It's like that in anything, any sport you do. Right. There's always some superstition. If you, you got. if you feel like you're playing best, I don't know, I, I don't because I, I don't know what are some what are some stuff. If you feel like you're playing better because you get a haircut before a game, yeah, or if or you like feel you like, like a certain shirt or. If you, yeah, and, and yeah, something. There was a quote in here um, from the movie Bull Durham. It's, if you believe you're playing well because you're getting laid, or because you're not <laughs> getting laid, or because you're wearing ladies' underwear, then you are. Yeah. Fuck it's it. true. If It's a mental thing. Honor your superstitions. Some I have some fantasy football superstitions that maybe I just don't intentionally do. Like, I, I can't name them off the top of my head, but I just naturally do them. 
if I think it's making me play better as a fantasy football manager, gotta keep doing it. Gotta keep doing it. Honor thy superstitions. Like I, I can't wear, I can't wear a Steelers jersey on Sundays. I can't wear a football jersey. I just can't. There's one jersey I wear. There's one Steeler jersey I wear. It's my really old. It's like when Ben Roethlisberger first started playing in the NFL. Old. I think anytime I've wore a Steelers jersey on a Sunday, they've lost. I've never had that issue with that. That's I, me. But that's me personally. Well, it just makes me stress out. Number two, thou shalt mock draft as often as possible. For those of you who don't know, what mock draft of it. Mock draft is is pretty much doing like a a fake draft just to see what would happen or how you would pick certain players or where where would they land yada yada yada. Now the thing I, the thing about mock drafts for me, uh, I. I mock draft as much as I can. Like if I'm bored, there's nothing else to do. I'll I'll sit there and I'll draft. I'll mock. It doesn't matter what sport it is. I I've mock draft hockey. I've I've mock draft a whole bunch of random shit. I've mock draft poker. All right. There is such a thing. Fantasy poker. Okay. But um, if you're sitting there and you're bored and you're you're into it, just just mock draft as much as you can and try to kind of get you into the mental stability. The only thing I'll say about mock drafts, which I really don't like, is that sometimes when people go and they mock draft, they'll do stupid ass shit. Absolutely, it's like, gonna fuck you all up. It's gonna mess you up. Like um, I, I, I mock think... drafted, I mock drafted um, the I did a few already, but the one that I did earlier this year. This guy picked a kicker in round one. I threw off the whole yeah, draft. I, I left. I left the draft. You'll get like certain idiots who'll draft like a defense in the third round. Right. I, I I left the draft absolutely right right after I saw that. Like I, why? I left. I why left the would lobby. you do that? Nah, it's it's stupid. But that's the only thing. But but you know what? Not most. So please mock away, man. I mean, sometimes I'll take like a, a tight end in the third round if you're like the twelfth pick. The last pick. Well, the mock drafts are there so you can you can try different things to see how teams look at certain picks. If especially if you're in a league and you already know what pick you are, you are allowed. You can pick what what order you can pick which pick you're going to pick from mm-hmm. for mock drafts, which is great because you can strategize in your in your spot. Mock drafts are there for you to try different things during the draft. So I don't know, but but people picking fucking Michael Vick, stupid. Donovan McNabb, names like that. I've I've seen some crazy shit, man. Number three, thou shalt know thy league settings and roster positions. One hundred percent. You better fucking. You have to know that. The reason why you have to, because you have to know if it's PPR. You have to know if the scoring was changed. If it's uh, if it's a point one per, if it's point one per yard, or if it's one yard, one point per ten. You have to know those things. You have to, because because there's. I think the I think the the standard settings now it's it's point one per yard. Because then ten yards would equal one point, but if but like if you get like if a runner gets seventeen yards, you only get one point out of that. But if a runner gets seventeen yards in a point one league, then you get one point seven. Yeah, that can make or break wins and losses. It'll eliminate Absolutely. ties and stuff. But you, but stuff like that, you have to know, you have to check the league settings before you draft any, not even fantasy football, in any fantasy sport, you have to make sure that you know by heart that league settings before you start drafting. You have to. And the roster positions, you, you just gotta, like, we went through, we went through roster positions kind of recently with our phases, but you have to know, okay, you know 100% that DeAndre Hopkins is the number one receiver in Houston. 
But who's the number two receiver? Who's the number three receiver? You have to know those things. No, those things you have know to know. Know the teams. Know the teams. Number four, thou shalt honor thy running backs and wide receivers. They're the biggest part of fantasy football, so you got to know them. Know them all. We, when we went through running backs and wide receivers, I gave you my words of wisdom. When I gave you my words of wisdom for running backs, I simply said, you have to go early. Because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of elite running backs out there. They're very rare. And they're point getters. Wide receivers are a different business. Because wide receivers is a bigger array of players. And we've, we went through that when we covered them. But you have to honor them. Don't go crazy and be like, the quarterback's the most, the most important position in football. Yes, that's true. But it's not the most important position in fantasy football. Correct. So, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I, 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 really, I really like this commandment. Number five. Thou shalt trash talk appropriately. If you don't trash talk, that's not fun. It's not, and it, it's it, it disengages you as a player, but you have to do it. I think the key word here is appropriately. You do it, yeah, do it the right time, the right time, the right way. Don't get too crazy with it. You you don't want to be that guy every week to be like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna fuck your mom or something this week. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't be that douchebag, but at the same time, man, you gotta you gotta trash talk appropriately. Absolutely, if, especially if you're in a league, if you're in a work league, you're seeing those people every day. You don't want to do it inappropriately, or it's going to mess up your job flow. It's going to bite you in the ass. You have to trash talk in a way that's meaningful and appropriate. Number six. Remember thy waiver wire day and keep it holy. You have to. Waiver wire is the biggest thing that make you or break you during a season. Especially like midway through the season. In the beginning, yeah, I understand that, you know, the waiver wires a little differently. Um, but like as the season progresses, you start to see what players are, are good and what players are not. So like midway through the season, towards the end of the season, that waiver wire day is the holiest of days. Yep. Has to be. And now that football is on Thursdays now, Thursdays, Sundays and Mondays, the waiver wire day is usually on Tuesday or Wednesday. Those days are huge. They have to be huge days for you, if to be successful in any league, in any, in actually in any fantasy league. So, yeah, mm. yeah. Number seven, thou shalt play out the entire season. Don't Always. fucking quit. You're losing. Don't fucking quit. I think the only time I've quit during a fantasy team is baseball season. I haven't looked at my fantasy baseball, and I can't even tell you how long. But my teams are so bad, and. I have so much other focuses. But fantasy football is literally once a week, man. Yeah. Like, how could you not, like, pay attention? It's play out the entire season. If you're losing bad, like, there's no way you're making the playoffs, it doesn't fucking matter. Play it out. It's a commitment. Fantasy football is a commitment. Thou shalt play out thy entire season is so true because I can I couldn't even tell you. I can't stand players. Especially if, like, if you're a successful team and you're trying to get more players... You're trying to make a trade with some of the lower tier teams, and they just don't respond because they just don't log on. Yeah. Then you got then you got players on the DL, not the DL. You got players that on the, you know, that are injured. They're still in the lineups. You got open slots in lineups. It's just sloppy work, especially if it's a money league. Absolutely. Fuck out of here, man. 
Yeah, pay attention if it's a big money league. If you don't play out the entire league, you're messing up everyone else in the league. You know? It just, it just messes it up. Number nine, thou shalt never lose a matchup intentionally. That, if that would ever happen, I'd, I don't know what I would do. Because that's just... That's ridiculous. I think everybody would freak out if that happened. Now, I've seen it happen. Um, I've seen teams like... It happened more in money leagues than anything else because people um, they they um, they conspire with each other. Like, hey, if you lose this week, um, I'll give you an extra money incentive. Don't yeah. be don't be like that. Don't don't, don't, don't be, be that, that person. Don't be that person to 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 make money deals on stupid shit. You know, you know, and trade like trade vetoes and stuff. People will trade away their good players. Well, some people would just veto every trade just to do it. Right. Come on, really pay attention Don't to be vetoes. Um, really pay attention to any to any accepted trades. Read up on on the information of the players. I mean, if there's any possibility that it's that it's swayed, then veto it. But at the same time, don't veto everything. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Trades are a big part of fantasy, man. Anyway, and number ten, last but not least, thou shalt not overreact to any single performance. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what. Anyone anyway, could have a good day. Could have a bad day. It happens. I'm just saying that uh, to me, this this kind of thing, like like if Le'Veon Bell for the Jets has a monster day day one, and then week two just shits the bed. Yep. Then week three just shits the bed. You don't don't go crazy. Don't overreact. It's Le'Veon Bell. It's, it happens. It it happens. There, there's going to be off weeks. Don't go crazy with it. Don't be like, oh, I'm looking to trade this guy away because I've done that. I've broken this commandment a few times. I freaked out numerous times on certain players. But the next week, they would come back strong for me. Don't get don't don't get anxious. Just don't overreact. This is basically it. Don't, just don't do it. That's basically it. That was our Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football this year. How you feeling? Good. And while you were do- we were doing that, I was setting up our fantasy leagues. All right. What do you got going on over there? Then? On Yahoo. Yes, we will be on, on Yahoo. Yahoo. It's going to be invite only. So if you want to be in our fantasy league, we have two of them. We have one that's like... 20 bucks and one to be 50 bucks. If you want in, message us on Facebook, Instagram, message Mike on his Instagram, me on my Instagram, Twitter or something. Get in contact with us. You can find us on Instagram, Mass Podcast or Mass underscore Motivation. Something to be changed eventually. A underscore A underscore A Rod. Or find us on Facebook, Mass Podcast. Let us know. We'll send you an invite. Just like we did with the March Madness bracket. You Venmo us something. And we'll send you the link to join. So, there you go. That's about it. Um, and there's there's certain stipulations. Uh, obviously, the two leagues are going to be different in terms of payout. Um, but we are also going to be doing some different rules in some leagues. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be the same league. So, um are we doing a two quarterback thing? Do you want to do that? We can. We can do it for the twenty dollar one if you want. 
Uh, it's it's it doesn't matter to me honestly, um, but but we're we're gonna discuss this like uh, certain situations are gonna be worth a little more. But um, but we are setting it up, and while we're doing that, um, like A Rod said, uh, let us know if you are interested in playing. Uh, we will be posting about it in the coming weeks because uh, it is that time to start drafting soon. It's so. definitely that time. Um, are we doing a team together? Yes. Okay. On both leagues, if you want, you could. We could go back and forth on one team, like the big, the fifty dollar one, and we could just coin flip who drafts the twenty dollar one. Or if you want, yeah, that's fine. We can do a live draft on the show. Yeah, but I feel like that'll just take too long. Yeah, because I, I I set up the draft like a month or like or the Tuesday. first couple rounds. Oh, well, I, I could I could always change it. We'll figure it out. So uh, on that note. Um, we really uh we 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 covered a lot of uh interesting stuff today but uh i don't have i don't have anything in this 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 day in sports um but we do have a couple of guilty or not guilties to do before we sign off here um so a rod i'm gonna let you go first eli manning will lose his job by week four week four four um well well, well, well. Daniel Jones is 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 a. He's like an Eli two point I can see that happening. I don't think it'll be that early. I'm gonna say not guilty on how early that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Eli does lose his job at some point this year. I don't. I just don't see it happening that early, a month into the season. You know, it's possible. Um, he loses his job by week four, meaning like he plays three weeks and then week four he's not playing, after, or like after, after week, week four. four. Uh, I don't know. When's their bye week? Um, give me one second. I'll tell you. Because that because it, he may lose his job after the bye week. I could say that. If it's a late bye week, then then most likely, because by then the Giants are probably going to be in the toilet. Week eleven. Week eleven's their bye week. Yep. Yeah, he's losing his job after the bye week. They play the Jet, the Jets week ten. <laughs> by 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 then the Giants, I I don't think they're gonna have a lot of wins. I think they're just gonna they're just gonna throw Jones out there. At that point, they got a brutal, brutal end of the year schedule. Kind of, really. Bears, Packers, Eagles. They have. Then it goes okay. Dolphins, eh? Redskins, Eagles, just like that. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yep. Giants are gonna lose a lot of games this year. Oh yes, they are. They're gonna lose a lot of games. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be that early. They have a late bye week. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe before the bye week, maybe mid season, week eight, week nine. Maybe they, maybe they give uh, Dan Jones the ball week ten against the Jets. It's possible. You never know. But that bye week, oh, that's such a horrible bye week for them, too. The Giants are going to lose a lot this year, man. Yes, they are. They're going to lose a lot of a ton of games. Oh, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm gonna say not guilty, just being early. But I think it does happen this year. Uh, my guilty not guilty, dude, is uh, the Mets. The Mets will be very active at the trade deadline, and they will cement their farm system with the trades. Agree. I don't think the Mets trade for anyone big. I think they trade for prospects. Uh, I think they get smart. rid of a lot of people. That would be smart. Um, so they're going nowhere. They got all these people now expecting them to do something this year. 
They're doing nothing, so why not give her to people? It's not. I mean, it's not the and the 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 National League East is such a hard division. Um, the Phillies are are not playing at their potential, but they are playing well. Plus, the Braves are just running away with it. The they Braves really are. are nasty. Um, even you know. Even the you know I I don't know I don't know I I really I really think they're going to be active in the point where they're not going to get anyone big I think they're going to trade more for farm I think they're going to try to bring in some younger players through their farm systems that would be smart right do what Seattle's doing to get rid of everybody they have a lot of good teams who have good farm systems interested in some good guys on that team like Syndergaard or Wheeler so why not make a strong trade I wouldn't uh, as much as I like Syndergaard. I'm not going to hate trading him away if it's going to benefit the long-term team. Yeah. Especially farm system guys. And you can get a lot in return for him. You definitely could. So. And Wheeler. So, I don't know. Just I mean, do it. I think they should. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, on that note, thank you for listening, guys. Thank yeah. you for hearing the preaching. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Um... Because we're still here. Like we said, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me at mass underscore mourner nation on Instagram. You find a rod on a underscore a underscore rod with two d's. Yep. Um, on Instagram, or eventually, eventually change it, but yeah. And you can find us mass podcast on Instagram. Yes. we're there. We're there, and we're strong. So, um, that's where we that's where we post most of our stuff. That's where I that's where I post most of my updates. So, um, check us out if you have any. Like I said before. We are taking um, listener questions for the next show. Um, just leave us stuff. If you want us to talk about a certain topic, if you want our opinions on something, just 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 let us know. Comment. Um, and again, let us know for our fantasy football leagues because we have two of them and we need to fill out some rosters because it's, it's time for drafting. We do 10 teams or 12 teams. I think I have them both set at 12. Either so. way. Well, depending on how much action we get, yeah. I don't mind either way. So let us know, and we're we're gonna keep going on. But yeah, dude, I think uh, I think I think that's a wrap, man. Yeah, I think it was a good show. It's a good show, which brings us to our closing time. So it's now closing time. The show it was a great show. We'll hope to see you guys next week, and keep on preaching on.